Welcome to The Nicks, where we talk about pop culture until we can't stand it anymore, and we nix it. I'm Fanny Darling. And I'm Justin Hartung. As always, a quick warning, there might be spoilers for anything we talk about on this podcast, but we will do our best to let you know they're coming. This episode, we're talking about the second season of the one animated show I actually like, Central Park, plus Pixar's Luca, and the movie adaptation of In the Heights. Apple Podcast app, Podchaser, Podbean, Stitcher, and CastBox, or wherever you find these fine, fine programs. Uh, how you doing, Justin? I'm good. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Um, yeah, we, I wish we had more pridey stuff, although we'll, we'll get into it. There's a little. We're doing pretty good. There's some pride adjacent stuff here, yes. and if you count musicals and animated things, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Put it all in the same box. I um, think that's fine. So should we talk about it in the Heights first? Sure, let's talk about In the Heights first. Um, we went back to the theater. I don't know how long I'm going to keep saying this. A lot. When, when I stop saying it, it'll feel better. It's like the more we have to say it, the more you'll know we're still nervous about the world. We're? Um, <laughs> I'm nervous about the world. Uh, so this is Lin-Manuel Miranda's uh, first musical before Hamilton about a group of characters in NYC's uh, neighborhood Washington Heights. Uh, it's getting the big screen treatment, directed by John Chu of Crazy Rich Asians fame. The cast includes Anthony uh, Ramos, Jimmy Smits, Corey Hawkins, um, and a few other people that you might recognize. Um, who's, yeah, um, there's so many of them. We yeah. can get into them now. Um, I, uh, you know, liked Hamilton. I think we both saw Hamilton and liked it a lot. And I did not know anything about it in the Heights. I know it was a big hit on Broadway when I did it come here. Did it tour? I have no idea. Okay, um, this was sort of his big first thing, and everyone was going crazy. Um, I remember first hearing about it and thinking, like, "Oh my god, it sounds so cheesy and like terrible." And then once I saw uh, Hamilton and got the the fever, I was like, "I'm very, very excited to see this." And it was, yeah. What did you think of it? Nice. You got the fever for the flavor of a Pringle. I did. I I'm did. sorry, I couldn't help it. Um, I this was an incredibly charming experience. That just everybody in it is having a wonderful time and they're inviting you into their wonderful time uh there's something to look at in every corner of the screen i i really i liked it i loved it i had a great time i there's just it's not there's not anything that deep to say about it i mean i'm sure there is but my general feeling was this i had a lot of fun watching these people perform and remembering what musical theater feels like and the you can certainly feel from the performances in this film that these are theater performers and these are people that know what that high is like and uh, there's just there's nothing like it and and I, I don't know if I feel it because I am a theater person and a performance person and I know or if these these performers are just so good that they inject that into your viewing of the movie. But I loved it. I had a great time. Seen it twice. Had a great time both times. Nice. 
We should also mention this is on HBO Max. If uh, you have that and are not ready for a to few more days, it's only for thirty days. Okay, and yeah. also I would say go see it in the theaters. Do do if yeah. you're able to and feel comfortable doing that. Um, this is such a nice way to go back to the movies. It's so visually lush. I think I, I think a, you know a lot of people have made this comment, but if you like John Chu's uh, Crazy Rich Asians, the wedding scene, that sort of the way he was able to choreograph the energy of that, and how f- you can tell why. Yeah. This was a great match for him. Absolutely. And this carries that energy throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Um, I got to say, I'm often, I'm not a huge musical person, but when I see musicals, I'm very picky about sort of the rhythm of the editing and the way that the right. dancing is sort of shot. And I just, I, I thought that this really like did what you should do when you're making a, a movie of a musical and sort of bodies moving through space and right. in, in spaces. And, uh, the music was uh, amazing. And just like, it had this energy that I really, you know, I appreciate it. It's hard Absolutely. to pull that off. <laughs> yeah. And to pull it off for two and a half, three, yeah. nearly three hours. I think it's a long movie. It yeah. doesn't feel like a long yeah, it movie. It kind of flies by, but, um, to, to hold that sort of enthusiasm for that long is impressive, and it says a lot. It says a lot about Anthony Ramos, who carries this. I mean, uh, I, nothing so against good. any of the other actors, but he carries this movie. He has to. He's he's the narrator. He's the the, the central person that you're following, and he is unbelievably good and so charismatic and just. Friendly, yeah. <laughs> you know, he seems like the guy that you want to buy a cup of coffee from, yeah. and just a—I don't know—an amazingly kind performance. And I really enjoyed him. I enjoyed many of the other performances as well, but he—he he really stood out. Yeah, he did. He's I great. Did like uh, Corey Hawkins a lot. Oh yeah, absolutely. Sort of second, um, you know, young male lead. He is just. Uh, I, that role, he doesn't get a ton to do, but he makes the best of it. He's yeah, just so great. charming, and I love his voice. He's just got a really nice uh, way yeah. of, of saying He had it. a very friend, very friendly face <laughs> as well, too. The, the, he projected well yeah. a sort of, I don't know, I don't want to say gormless, but just this very approachable... Gormless points for vocabulary. There. I know, but... The, <laughs> Very approachable and and yeah, just all of these people you feel like you could meet on the street and they would be good to you. Yeah, <laughs> and and I enjoyed that and we need some of that right now. So I will say I found the female characters sort of just like I'm having even trouble remembering who they were, or what the roles were, and it's Vanessa and Nina, right? And I and don't Abuela. know. Whether that had to do with the like the story and the writing, kind of letting those characters down a little bit, or right. whether it was the casting, it just I just think like it, in comparison, the women sort of got lost in this movie, and maybe that's a a problem with the, the original source. I don't know. I just didn't I, I didn't latch onto their stories. In a that's way. fair. I, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, obviously. You know, the I think that the Abuela character certainly more than either the Nina or the Vanessa storylines. Right. Uh, and that actor was reprising her role. She originated that role on Broadway. I you didn't can know certainly that. tell. Okay. Um, and her scene, uh, her main scene on the subway. I'm not going to say any more than that. Is so much fun and so well shot and choreographed and fascinating to watch. And, yeah respectful and oh my god i just i thought that scene was great 
And so, and as we all know, it took me a while to come around to Jimmy Smith's. But oh, he was delightful. I, he was delightful, and I do love him so much now. And I'm sorry, Jimmy, that I thought you were just in LA a lot, terrible person. And I'm so glad, even though I was so worried when you came on to Sons of Anarchy, that you came on to Sons of Anarchy so I could have a change of heart and admit that you're wonderful. And, and I loved having you in this. Also, as like just somebody who's you know lived in New York for a number of years, like it really captures New York in a really fun, real way. Even though it's a sort of you know fantasy of, of New York in so many ways, but it's just super um, delightful. And I maybe miss New York, but I think I said to you halfway through, I was like, uh, like that other. New York movie that I loved, uh, Heartbeats Loud, made me cry because I'd left New York, and this made me happy. Just, <laughs> just happy, like just made me miss it. But that and, you did. Uh, and it's just a joyous. I mean, it's a movie about loving don't New cry York. that it's over. Yeah. Be happy that it happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very very sweet. Um, yeah, I think we both. Yeah, are it, like, was, watch it, it was a lot of fun. It the was really good. Recommended. The story is a little slight. Um, in a musical way. Like, you can see why the slightness wouldn't bother you on stage right. as much. Um, I mean, there's a whole framing device about... Um, it's not a framing device, but it's a, a plot point about a blackout um, situation, which, you know, definitely is a real thing in New York, and it's certainly always affected, uh, you know, sort of communities of color way more that, like, you know, there's a whole, there was a whole thing when the blackout happened of, like, the power not being turned on in Harlem and Washington Heights for like days after, you know, the, the rest of us all got our lights on the white people. That's um, nice. Yeah. So it's like, I, I understood what they were kind of doing with at. that as a plot point, but it, it doesn't really feel, it feels a little skirted kind of, or just sort of like dashed in there in the, in the, at least the movie. I don't know if the, the musical goes into it a little more, right. but it's funny. There's this moment where they're singing like this, we're not powerless or whatever. Right. And you're like, ah, like the rest of the context of that is missing for casual viewers. Probably. Right. Um, I kind of know what you're doing, but I would have maybe liked to have seen a little more of that. It, there's a lot of like the love story and following your dreams. And there could have maybe been a little more balance of like, wow, that's a really great story, a fascinating story to tell about New York of, like, that imbalance um, and sort of the lighting the candles in the dark and all that is fun to see. Right. But it would have hit a little more, I think, emotionally if you sort of had a little more build-up to it or something. Um, yeah, those are my In the Heights thoughts. But, man, Lin-Manuel Miranda, he's also in this in a brief cameo. I think I've said on this podcast before, I don't especially like him in large quantities uh he smartly cast himself i think he originally played the, the, the lead he did in this. he played the anthony and, uh, part. he just is like a minor character but like kind of delightful to yes. pop up in that limited capacity and sort of pass the torch to, yeah, to uh, anthony ramos yeah and people that are just kind of well and he he was originally in that role and chris jackson who played washington mm. in the who Originated Washington and in, in Hamilton played the Benny role. Okay, and it's funny you can I could I knew immediately I was like oh that was Chris Jackson on Broadway huh God just from the the intonation of the song and right. I think they're old friends so I'm sure he wrote Benny for Chris Jackson right and then he does Chris Jackson wrong and gives him no lines right. <laughs> in his brief <laughs> cameo which I kind of love that's funny. <laughs> Nice. That they both went, okay, this isn't about us anymore is cool. Totally. So, 
Um, should we move on to Luca? Sure. Give us a, a Luca uh, breakdown. Okay, so this is Pixar's latest movie. This is the uh, tale of two Italian mer people who <laughs> decide to try being human and how that could be dangerous. I don't know what a kind of allegory we're telling here in June, which is Pride Month. I don't know what's going on here. What'd you think of Luca, Justin? I really loved Luca. First of all, this should be said it is only on Disney Plus. Did not go to theaters, which I am now kind of mad about. Um, because I, I think there was a lot of the marketing spiel around this movie and the, some of the earlier reviews were like, oh, this is sub-tier, like... Pixar, it's not as... What? Yeah, no. There's a lot of, like, sort of middling, like, reviews of this. Like, oh, it's Pixar. It's great. It follows the Pixar formula. Oh, it's our most obviously queer film, so let's say that it's sub-tier. Now I'm mad. Oh, I was super mad. I'm mad now. A lot of the animators and creators of this have come out and said, we we feel like this movie was a little slighted. And we talked about Soul... Um, and, and to me, there's such interesting contrast because Soul, while I like Soul, it's so hyper conceptual and trying to sort of be adult in its mechanics in that Pixar right. way. And this is really a kid's fable yeah. about queer community. Um, and it so sticks to that in a simple way. Yeah. Like when it started, the animation to me, I was a little like, oh, maybe this is what people were reacting to. It didn't feel quite as like, textured or something oh, see, see, there were times where i was like now they're just showing off usually when they go in the water stuff it's like and that's just pixar just showing off yeah. look at all the money look at how awesome we are that we can do this with the water drop right <laughs> but i think like the design of the the sea monster people like dave came down while i was watching it and he was first like what saturday morning cartoon bullshit are you watching and but the story is so rich and simple and builds in a way that like that's what I want from great oh, kind of gets, animated fables. It just gets richer and richer. Yeah. Um, well, let's go a little spoilery here. Give us you know if you haven't watched it, I'd say you know skip forward a couple of minutes because there are things that we need to to talk about. Here. Yeah. Um, it builds to heartbreaking conclusions. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give you one mustached cat, uh, <laughs> Maya Rudolph trying to avoid a water splash, and we're going into spoilers. When you find out that the, the kids left the the kids' father left him on the island, yeah. and I mean that's heartbreaking it's for any kid to stuff. watch, yeah. and un, really really builds and doesn't shy away from it in a like an old fashioned kid way, yeah. you know, in a you know the Hansel and Gretel and and the, the old fables yep. where bad shit happens because of reasons. Right. And in this case, this reason is because you're different. Right. And that was too hard for me. Yep. And Jesus, it was really good and very touching and yeah. And I like the way it flips some of the um, you know, my bodyguard. There's a callback to like a wow, movie, yeah. but like right there's some there's some of it in there yeah. of but it sort of flips that in an interesting way where it's sort of like you have the character who's the more sort of outwardly confident one and the one who's a little more shy right. and really leaning into like, well, maybe that's not exactly what you think it is, which is a trope in ways. But the right. way that they sort of do it in this film felt very 
like I don't know, like the younger, smaller no, kid Luca, basically kind of figuring out what his interests are and what his strengths are beyond his uh, kind of identity box or whatever. Right. I found really thrilling and yeah. sweet. And, and then that that um, I don't even remember the the Silencio Bruno character's name. Right, right. Um, I know the name. Gia- yeah. It was something with an O at the end. Anyway, I'm Fonso, so sorry. Something like that. Adolfo. Um, something. Something. Anyway, <laughs> that he finds his own place, too, and it's not just, oh, you're leaving me. Right. And th- this was such a good tale for finding yourself, finding love, and that love doesn't have to be the end-all, be-all. Right. That it can be the, it can just be something wonderful that happened to you, and you're for much like call me by your name, where I, you know, that you're happy it happened, that it can break your fucking heart, but it's good for both people, and you got something wonderful from it, and you can look back and think, if it wasn't for that, I might not be the person I am today. Right, and that's amazing. And there's a funny. Um, I don't want to say a, it's mean streak, but it's there's it captures some of the Italian spirit of like when Maya Rudolph is sort of looking for you know her son yeah. and bumping kids into the water, <laughs> who then look traumatized yes. afterwards. It's like oh, that's funny. There's a certain like kind Tough of just, kid, yeah, that yeah. I really enjoyed, but yeah. it never felt mean. It felt no. very like ah, uh, like this is we don't get these kinds of interactions especially in family dynamics for these movies very often like yeah. there's it felt different it felt yeah. like in a year where we haven't been able to travel like it really did it, capture yes a bit of somebody else's culture yeah um also man just the the town and the race and i gotta give it up for uh, emma berman who played um she was great. uh julia otherwise known as spulia <laughs> that made me laugh every time <laughs> spulia um it it was fun. It was like kind of thrilling. It was just her and, dad was genuinely yeah. scary, but also wonderful. Uh, that you know, cat his, needs its own movie. The cat needs its own movie for sure, for sure. Yeah, no, I uh, this was please go. Yeah. I this I is top tier Pixar. Implore you to please seek this out. Yeah, and you know you don't have to find a queer or a trans kid in your life, but it 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 won't hurt. <laughs> The experience, if you have, if you happen to have one of those, you should bring them along with you. Yeah. <laughs> because I actually, Parker got quite touched by this movie and then came in and gave me lots of big hugs. And then Aww. a couple of days later, I said, hey, I'm really glad I didn't leave you on an island. And he said, yeah, thanks, Mom. And then I had to go back and go, not that I was ever thinking, <laughs> just so we're clear, I wasn't ever going to leave you on an island. Right. But... <laughs> Also, I really have to say, uh, Jack Dylan Grazier, who we loved in uh, We Are Who We Are, he's really good. He's a good kid. He's just, there's something very, like, even in this voice acting role, like, I think he's just on his way up and up and up. He's a very good actor. That he keeps, like, kind of dabbling in, like, Pixar or this, you know, We Are Who We Are, like, or Shazam. He's very. Fluid in very many ways, like yep. and uh, seems open to just kind of just all kinds of new experiences, and I feel like we're gonna just keep watching him grow, and that's super exciting because it's rare that you pay attention to voice. The rare that I pay attention to yes. voice acting, and I was really like moved by his performance in this. And Absolutely, I think it had a lot to do with his voice work. And Jacob Tremblay, who's Luca, is also quite good. Yeah. So yeah, he's 
that kid has impressed me since Room. Mm-hmm. He's a good little actor. Yeah. So. Yeah. Watch it. I didn't see that hideous thing about, you know, bad boys or whatever the oh, hell it was. Oh, right. But. Yeah, that was not good. That was depressing. Don't no. watch that. Oh, good. You, yeah. you watched it? I did. Oh, we don't need to talk about I that. Know. Moving on. What's our next topic? Uh, whew. Central Park. Uh, Yay! This, is the second season of the one animated TV show that Fanny likes. The one animated TV show that Justin suggested that I like. <laughs> yeah, the one that she'll cop to liking. Um, no, I like other shows, just not ones that you recommend. Oh, uh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm um, just giving you a hard time. This is Apple TV. It is the creators of Bob's Burgers. Uh, it is about a family in Central Park uh, who takes care of the park caretaker and his family uh they are a uh biracial family which i think sort of plays m- uh, more into the season so far but well scuts i was super captivated and maybe overreaching um but i really uh we both loved the first season of this um we had i think both alternately uh bitsy uh, voice by stanley tucci's um my drinky drink hand is empty uh, you may have seen that um from our various accounts, uh, Bitsy is probably the greatest animated creation of the last. I don't know. Just there's Bitsy some is. other drinky drinky Mwah. thing that in this first yeah. three episodes that now I have to remember to write down because she said something else. Drinky yeah. drinky in my mouth or something. Yeah, <laughs> and the whole cast returns uh, this year plus. Emmy Raver Lampman, who is replacing Kristen Bell as the daughter of the family Molly, um, after some uh, criticism justified about, um, you know, basically colorblind casting working uh, against actors of color. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited they did that. Kristen Bell is supposed to return in some capacity. We don't know what exactly yet, but we're, it hasn't happened yet. Three episodes have dropped. Uh, what did you think of the first three episodes? I love this show. <laughs> It just sort of unequivocally love this show. It can't do anything wrong, in my opinion. Uh, and I was a little afraid because of that. And it didn't let me down. It's great. It, the, act, the voice acting is so much fun. The characters are fabulous. It has... It went straight into giving uh, Diggs, David Diggs, an incredible song uh, that was wonderful. God, I that was just, so good. It's funny. It's poignant. It's smart. I love this show so much. I wish that there was a new episode every single day. I love it. I love it. I love it. What do you think? I'm happy they're pacing it out a little bit. I was a little mad. I got to admit, all whatever ten. Yeah, I How agree. many are they making? There's going to be fifteen. Fifteen. Oh, exciting! Because okay. there's twenty nine in the in seasons two and three. Oh, nice. There's going to be twenty nine episodes. Okay. So I think there's going to be fifteen, but they're only dropping eight, and then they're going to take a break. And drop the last, like, seven. Oh, God. So I like the show so much that I'm happy that... I almost wish it was just one a week. I just like Well, it's only going to be one a week now. Oh, it is from now. Okay. Yeah. So it's not going to be like You got your wish. I Um, was mad because I wanted all of them. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this show is just ridiculous and delightful. They're really leaning into the animated... I mean, the animated, the musical part of it, the Mm -hmm. season already. I hope that they pull back and do a little more plot stuff because I did, like, all the stuff with... um, you know, with the crazy dog um, and the and the, the sun. Like, I liked the sort of plot slowness of last season, so I hope they do take a breath and get back to that. Um, I but. did. I, the fondue forked warriors references. <laughs> I mean, come on. Bitsy! Yeah. Come out to play! Yeah, it, it, it definitely <laughs> all hit super high octane, like, just right out of the gate. Um, 
But especially now that we know they have a couple extra episodes, just I do hope they breathe a little bit. I was happy to see the third episode is the return of Fistapuffs. Yay! Um, and so the return of Fistapuffs. Yeah, a whole I beautiful loved. episode that felt very different stylistically and it, like really living in the world of that comic that she's created. And it wasn't interested in being linear. Yeah. Which I really enjoyed. They didn't try and explain to you what was happening, yep. or just they just dropped you in it and you go, you figure it out. And, and I really enjoyed that. Definitely, like much like Luca, I think as you said while we were watching, well, this could be about any sort of girl's sort of yes. ambiguity about expectations versus sort of you know real feelings and whatever. And I think that's all there. But I do, I, I hope it felt like they were building, and maybe because they've cast uh, this new person in the role like that it is really digging into a little of the biracial stuff because there's an idea of like I'm not kind of you know who you expect me to be and that could also be read as like racially Um, and I think the fist of puffs thing is such a Interesting breakdown of sort of race in comics and because it's in her hair yeah and that is such a it's a symbol of who you know? She can't change that. And right. Her hair is very much a symbol. Of it's her, her power, and yeah. it probably sometimes feels weird in her, yep. you know, her, her sphere, yep. her family, but also it's doesn't just, because just, she celebrates like the like the hair is part of the thing. It's her power, yeah. But also yeah. makes her who she is yeah. and identifies her. Yeah. And this is just such a great show, Catherine Hahn. Please be my best friend. Please be my best friend. Yeah, so she's good. She's amazing. So good. Leslie Odom Jr., I'm convinced he's the nerdiest dad in the world, and I'm so glad to find out that he does actually have children because it was going to break my heart if he isn't this nerdy dad. He's so perfect. I, Diggs and Tucci, I want to sit down and have dinner with them because yeah. that's got to be a fun table to sit down with those two doing whatever the hell they're doing. Oh, the banter is so good. <laughs> so good. I mean, it's like a fifth. I want to go watch it again right now. We're done with the episode. I'm going to go watch. We're done recording, right? You're I'm going to go, go watch right, the rest of the Go down. Um, cool. Yeah, we want more. Not much more to say about that. Um, a couple of things we both uh, watched. Also, Loki, uh, third episode dropped. Um, yeah, this was Lady Loki, uh, otherwise known as Sylvie, Sylvie. Um, which was fun. I feel like a little like, oh, everybody's like, it's Lady Loki. Is it? I don't know. I've been reading a little bit about it, and I'm not totally sure who it is yet. Um, any any thoughts? Spoilers I mean, I do for Loki, think it's Lady Loki. I mean, I, I think it's obvious that they are. The you same. think it's an earlier version of kind of the same spirit? Yeah, yeah, a divergent. Yes, version and I think they spirit. tied in enough different ways to let you see how they are similar, as geeky and and small as they. Neither one of them would sit wanted to sit backwards on a train, right? And. Um, but I do think it's a Lady Loki that has since gone through some shit and said, I would like to be my own person as well. And right. I find that to be interesting. So, so what point is that? I guess maybe even if there's a divergence in the timeline before their parents, like maybe yeah, she has a different parent. So that, I have no idea. Yeah. I, I mean, don't. the logistics of it... I, you do the logistics yeah. all you want. I don't yeah. do the logistics. I watch the show. <laughs> and I don't uh, You can dig deep. You and Joanna Robinson can do that and explain to me what's happening because I don't do that because that hurts my brain. So I also want to say go queer representation in yep. Loki and making that all canon. I really enjoyed that. Um, what else? Uh, Midnight Gospel, a show that I've talked 
endlessly about did it first. And yet, know. not endlessly, because he's still <laughs> talking about it. So, yes, endlessly. Um, it, Yeah, this just the walk and talk through an apocalyptic planet. and On a train. On There's a tra- even a train. Yeah. Right um, yeah, watch uh, watch Midnight Gospel, everybody. It's amazing. Oh, wait, is uh, that an animated show that you recommended to me that I haven't watched? Which only I like. <laughs> it's like I've shown this thing to so many people. This is just definitely just a for Justin show. I think um, we should just call this podcast Animated Shit Justin Keeps Telling Fanny <laughs> to Watch, and then he gets mad when she watches other shit. Yeah, I don't uh, expect you to watch Midnight Gospel. I know you. Um, it is such a, yeah. Anyways, I enjoyed... I like the Doctor Who-ness of it all. I liked Lady Loki. I find so far the show to be a little flat. When he talks about the Mad Men thing, I'm like, yeah, I was felt a little flat about Mad Men. There's something not emotionally grabbing me about it yet. I hope that happens. I don't know why. I'm a little disconnected from it. I don't. Fair. Um, I was, I think part of the problem when you're building a narrative mystery around, uh, like, this, okay, the planet is going to die in the apocalypse. And I'm like, oh, if this were a longer series and they were going to different planets in the Thoreau's apocalypse, first of all, it would be Midnight Gospel. But second of all, it would also feel... I'm sorry, what? <laughs> second of all, it would feel... It's sort of a not compelling narrative because it's just like, oh, we have to escape the apocalypse. And I'm just like, that's boring. Like, I just, it felt, I don't know. I don't, and I have no idea whether we're going to get more of this or if this was just like the one-off Apocalypse Planet episode. I'm thinking probably the latter, and, and I'll feel better about it. Yeah. But if this is like the concept of the show or like the repeating structure, I'm not into it. Um, yeah. I don't know. It was fine. We'll have to find out. And I was kind of like, who are these people on the planet? They're all dying. I want to know more about them. Like, I just, the mechanics of like the, the place where they were, and I was kind of like, Ah, uh, this is just a frame up for you to have a conversation about how you shag uh, both, you know, men and women, both of you. Um. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. Do you love it? You love it? I mean, I am enjoying yeah. it. It's not WandaVision. It's not WandaVision. Yet. We'll see what happens. Yeah. And it's not Falcon Every, and the Winter Soldier. It's like right. more it's in, it's interesting mid-lane. than I'm, that. Also, like... I am reserving my judgment. I... Yeah. It I reserve the right to be thrilled or disappointed. Now, are you still on the um, Mobius is Loki tip? Yes. Or have you... Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> okay. I'm still going with it. All right. Um, what else? We also both saw... The finale, I don't think we've talked about it, of Handmaid's Tale. We did. That's a thing that happened. Yeah. And we do not have it in our notes. I should tell you something. Yeah. I think if you gave me a lineup of the inside of um, people's nostrils that I could point out Elizabeth Moss's nostrils to you. I am so tired of looking up Elizabeth Moss's flared nostrils. I could lose my shit. I'm (laughs) over it. I'm over it. And yet, will Not you watch yet. Well, the yes, next I'm going to watch it till it's fucking over. <laughs> I, I hate Bradley Whitford. I would like to take him out and just like have a conversation with whoever tried to make Bradley Whitford famous because I don't understand why he's famous. He used to be cute. I don't care if he used to be cute. He's not... I hate he's smug. I want to punch him right in the face. I mean, he's supposed to be smug. In no, he's smug in everything, though. Yeah. 
So what you've been saying, you wanted her to start killing men. This yeah. was some man killing. Some, there was some man killing. Um, that was not my problem with the episode. Yeah. I am actually okay with that. I mean, yes, I get the... I'm going to preface this with, in real life, I am against the death penalty. I am against against revenge killing. I am against eye, eye for an eye. However, that the fact that they chased that man down and beat the shit out of him and made him scared and killed him in the woods did not bother me one fucking whit. Not one iota. Fine. That was not my problem with the show. What do you think? <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but I guess I'm still curious about your problem with the show then. It's just it's 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 her. boring. It's preachy. It's stupid. Yeah. It's unrealistic. Why do you keep watching? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just totally because I hate like, myself. <laughs> I don't know because I'm a completist. Like you've just spent enough time. That I you spent know enough where time there. Yeah, it. I want to see yeah. what they're going to do. There are enough. I do think that um, as much as I fucking hate Serena Joy, I do think Ivan Stravosky. I think I've pronounced think that right. correctly. I yeah. think she's great. Yeah. And I really like watching her. I thought Joseph Fiennes was good. I really enjoyed Samira Wiley. I loved the Samira Wiley and Luke interplay and how it was obvious in the before world that they did not super care for each other. Yeah. And yet they were... They, Her family. Again. They were family. And, they, <laughs> yeah. and the fact that they said, I love you every single time they left a room. Yeah. I thought it was the... This is what happens after trauma. Right, was super fascinating, um, and I did. I will give it that. I the scene after the the man killing, when she comes home and she's hugging Nicole, and Luke comes in and she knows she has to go, yeah. and he doesn't even know what she's done, but he can know, he can tell. Oh, so something's gone terribly, terribly wrong, yeah. and I actually don't want you to hold my baby that I'm. Not actually my baby, but is my baby, you know, type of thing. I thought that was a really good scene. Yeah. You know, when she says, I just need five minutes, I know I have to go. And I thought that was really interesting. I, I think for me this season, I mean, I bailed out halfway through because I was like, they're never going to get out of this fucking place and I can't do it anymore. So I'm happy they got out. I, the change of setting was, uh, I think, really invigorating for the show in general. Um, and I actually liked, I think, some of the Luke stuff like more than I thought I was going to. I thought his performance was actually quite no, good. No, I thought he was a good actor. Um, right? I'll give him that. And, I, and, and yet this thing of like, right, what does like revenge for trauma, how much does that change you? Can you come back from that? I think we've seen that so many times. Um that it's like that's yeah, less interesting care. than what the sh- like the original book was about, yeah. and we're so you're like, is this the one idea on your brain? Is like, can you come back from? Like, yeah, I don't care about yeah. that. That isn't what that isn't what Atwood was. I don't think that's what Atwood was talking yeah. about. I don't think Atwood give Atwood give a shit if these people tracked down and chased a man in the, the woods. Now, and and I'm sad that that is the like most basic base level that this is what the creators looked and decided to go to. Right. And I'm sad that this is what Elizabeth Moss has turned into. And I think there are more subtle ways you could have explored Yeah, there that. absolutely are. And yeah. I do think that once upon a time that Elizabeth, I had, I had respect for Elizabeth Moss. I have no, I, this show has made me like on a fundamental level, dislike Elizabeth Moss. Wow. And feel like I 
Yeah. I'm not interested in your performance. I think it's repetitive. I think it's and and because you have taken such a you've really taken the reins on this. Yeah. And this is you are an executive producer and this is what you have decided to do with this. I actually believe you're a Scientologist now. I can see it. And that this is you've gone nowhere interesting and yeah. you've had everywhere interesting to go and this is just a fundamental waste yeah. of talent. And ideas, and it's just turned into this base level, are you going to kill some men? Right. And I know that I made jokes about let's kill some men. And I absolutely think this show should have done that in a really more interesting way than this. Totally. And earlier and more yep. thoughtfully, it yep. does seem like they burned through the Atwood, then they spun their reels for like three seasons. Yep. And now it's sort of just trauma porn, yep. revenge And porn. it's renewed. Yeah. And I'm going to watch it. Yeah. And I keep saying I won't. And you will we'll because see. I bitch about it, I know. so you have to. I get you, you keep thinking I will be able to disagree, <laughs> and then you're like, "No, it just sucks." Yeah, I did not watch <laughs> the face biting. I saw it coming, and I was like, <laughs> "It wasn't that graphic." Okay. okay. All right, let's move on. Um, <laughs> I did not watch the face biting. I saw that face biting coming a mile away, and I was not watching that face biting. I love you so much. <laughs> that's that's where we are with. <laughs> Good old handmaid's tale. Hand hand bites tail. Um <laughs> a face biting tail. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Uh what do they say? Isn't there something they say about the hand? The hand you bite the hand that feeds you? No, do they have a Don't bite under, the face that feeds under you? his eye bite? I don't, I don't know, anyways. <laughs> um don't bite the face that feeds you. <laughs> All right. What else have you been doing? Take us away from Gilead. Okay. Uh, on HBO Max, uh, I watched the first episode of Warrior. Why can't I ever say Warrior? Yeah. It's a it's a weird word for me. Yeah. It, it gives me it gives me pause. Anyway, I watched it. This was uh, Jackie. Not Jackie Chan. Oh my good lord! Not Jackie <laughs> Chan. I'm the worst person in the world. Um, Help me. I don't know what Warrior is. Bruce Lee. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, you know, the guy that Jackie Chan really liked. Right, right. Uh, uh, Bruce Lee, when he was in Green Hornet, had this idea for this show and pitched it to the networks. And they were like, yeah, you can take a hike. Go play the fucking chauffeur. Wow. Um, I don't know anything about this. There's two seasons. It's on HBO Max. It started out, I believe, on Cinemax. And uh, it is about a guy who comes, a character who comes over from China to, like, gold rush era San Francisco uh, to search for someone. And there are great fight scenes, and it's kind of about the underground uh, uh, era and the Chinese immigrants and, and in the gold rush era i've only watched one it's in san francisco it's very stylized and somewhat it's got a lot of banshee baked into it okay uh it's really good i really enjoyed it i'm gonna keep watching glad to have something to to watch on latch on to uh shout out to ali and and sean who uh had said fanny i had heard about it several different places but they have finally watched all of it and they were like I'll trade you this, you know, we'll we'll watch a couple of episodes of this thing and then we'll put on the wire. Is it work. very martial artsy? Yes, okay. super martial artsy. Okay. And uh, so... Face biting. There was no face biting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> on Stars, 
uh, blind spotting dropped. We had talked about this when we were talking about things we were anticipating. This is the TV spinoff of the movie Blind Spotting by Rafa. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name uh, correctly. And Davy Diggs, who are Bay Area kids who grew up and went to school together here and wrote uh, the, the movie Blind Spotting, and this is the spinoff. It basically follows um, Rafa's character from Blind Spotting, but mostly his uh, baby mama. I hate that term. <laughs> anyway, when he gets arrested on a drug charge and she has to move in with her mother-in-law basically who is played by Helen Hunt who is amazing I saw that that is crazy this show is fucking great there have been three episodes so far I've watched them all more than once it's great please seek it out really really good Um, I watched two episodes of physical on Apple Plus with um, I can't even remember her name Rose Byrne yeah I'm like you know she has a kid with Bobby Cannavale that's all I know um, I mean, I've seen her in other things. She's very funny, whatever. I have forgotten what this show is about, where it's going. I don't care. It wasn't interesting. I didn't enjoy it uh, at all. It, it wasn't. It should have been a lot of things. It was basically just a really unpleasant internal monologue beating herself and other people up and then binge eating in a hotel room. I I did not enjoy the show. It may be for someone. It is not for me. It got a lot of funny, like advanced hype, and nothing I saw intrigued me. I gotta say, yeah, don't yeah. don't bother. Yeah, uh, I watched. I don't know why I watched this, but on Amazon Prime there is a movie called Kid Detective. I've been hearing Detective. a lot about this. I hadn't heard nothing about this, yeah. but it was like, oh, what if Encyclopedia Brown grew up and nobody gave a shit, basically, <laughs> and then he found a case. Uh, Adam Brody, who is sweet. I like Adam Brody. He's from uh, the OC and is a comedian, and he's likable, and he plays a somewhat unlikable character. This is This is in the Shane Black, you know, kiss, kiss, bang, bang, uh, the nice guys type feel. I enjoyed it. I don't know that I remember terribly much about it, but I did enjoy it, and it was an interesting premise. And nice. Yeah. Okay. I had a good time. Cool. Uh, I accidentally watched every single episode of Starstruck, <laughs> which I started at like 9 o'clock on a Friday night, and then it was 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'd watched it all. This is on HBO Max. This is your Notting Hill type thing where a woman has a one night stand with a man who turns out to be a super famous movie star and will they, won't they? This is so sweet. Oh, At good. 3 o'clock in the I morning mean, I'm like, Star Trek, season 2. There's going to be a season 2, right? Because I want more of this show. Watch this show. It's very sweet. Okay, would I like it? Should I try yes, it? Yes, everybody okay. should like it. There's something nice. in it for everyone. It has a sweet cast. It's It's very nice. Um, you know, very nice about flawed people. Nice. And very funny. Uh, on Hulu is the freeform <laughs> show Cruel Summer. I watched all of Cruel Summer. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about myself because I watched all of Cruel I tried to avoid Cruel Summer. Everybody was talking about Cruel Summer, and I said, I'm not going to watch that. I don't watch CW shows anymore. I am not going to watch. I'll just watch one episode and see. Watch the whole thing. I watched every fucking episode. And there's going to be a season season two. And I'm going to watch that too. This is a show that's like, it's like a mystery box type of 
uh, takes place in 1993, 1994, 1995. Each episode sort of bounces around. It's a fun idea. Yeah. Twin Peaks for the CW. Yeah. It's two female leads. One was kidnapped and then returned and then okay so it's the story of the girl who was kidnapped when she was kidnapped when she was rescued and then a a court fight with another girl who when she was a nerd the life that she took over from sort of from the kidnapped girl because she benefited from the kidnapped girl's disappearance and then is accused of knowing where the kidnapped girl was and she so that's the court fight it's it's so watchable and so trashy. And I can't even tell you that it's not good. I can tell you that I don't like myself that I watched it. This could be like a, I feel like Dave and I might. Yeah, you should probably watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do and they play Bananarama's Cruel Summer is the question. Oh, I'm pretty sure they do. I just can't remember. Okay. Because you enough. know me and music. <laughs> they have lots of like, you know, the vagina-y uh, versions of... 90s pop songs. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, like the covers where they yeah. do like the vagina. Right. That's a terrible term, but you know what I'm talking about, right? The vagina um, versions. This is going to be a clip that we <laughs> recycle from the top of the podcast. <laughs> this will replace the theme music as you just saying <laughs> vagina e versions of pop songs. Um, that's, yeah. That's you know it. what I'm talking about, though. I kind of don't, but I just want you to keep talking. <laughs> okay, I will find. It's like, okay, like, you know, when they super slow down. Like I want to dance with somebody, and then they do like the haunting, the sad, like unique version. version of it. Yeah, that's okay. the vagina e like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but it is okay. Just trust me. All right, all right, all right. Anyway, I'm just saying I hate myself. <laughs> I also finished Panic, which I talked about on Amazon Prime a couple weeks back. Um, Jack Nicholson's son looks every single fucking day of his 29 years and at least he's playing an 18 year old who has to have his shirt off all the time and is kissing on somebody who may be his age in real life but does not look his age in real life this is not a good show I do not recommend watching this show it also got renewed for season 2 and I will also watch it I am a trash human being (laughs) is what we are learning I mean, there were no housewives this week, so... There were, actually, and I watched (laughs) them. You're just not talking about it. Okay. (laughs) Um, Anything else? No, that's it. I'm a trash human being. What'd you watch? I had a birthday, and I got a really nice, really nice present from my husband. Was it cupcakes? Um, I did eat his cupcakes Did you find them? Um, Oh, yeah. Of course I did. Um... (laughs) There are probably like 10 left, I think. Um, Fanny makes the most amazing mini cupcakes ever. And in fact, I was telling our friend Amy today that those showed up. And she was like, they're immediately like, they're so moist. How does she do it? Um, So that was wonderful, um, was eating those delicious mini cupcakes. But I also uh, have been reading the book that my husband bought for me because I told him to. Um, Prince... (laughs) And the parade. That's ends. how long you've been married. Exactly. This is what I want for my birthday. That's pretty much what happened. It's an expensive hardback. Uh, this is the second book about uh, sort of, they're like almost recording diaries or not. They're just sort of like uh, oral histories, but like day by day, 
like every day for two years of Prince. Yeah. I mean, really like the geekiest wow. Prince shit ever. Um, it's like I wish what- you could all see Justin's crazy <laughs> eyes right now as he talks about this. This is, I think, like a thousand pages. It's hardback. It's like we laid the first track of this and then the next three days we finished. Here's what we did on the second day. But it's peppered with anecdotes. It's... It's uh, Dwayne Two Dolls, the guy who put these books together. First one was like the Purple Rain era. This is the next kind of big era. It is just, I don't ever want it to end. I'm just living in the sort of glory of... Um, I'm sorry that Prince died. Ah, it breaks my heart every day. I know. He's I'm so sorry. So, um, I mean, it's so funny to read this because he's such an asshole in so many ways and terrible to people, but then also really wonderfully kind and so insanely talented because you just look at like all of these songs that he made every fucking day for three years and it was like a genius song game out of it um and he also just all these women in his life i found so fascinating they're these really smart like sheila e like wendy and lisa um their sister susanna um all these uh both of his producers during that golden era, Susan Rogers and Peggy Mack, are both women. In a time when engineers were not, that was pretty rare, but he just was so comfortably creative around women. It was right. so part of the duality, but he also, it's like if he, if he wanted to fuck you, he treated you like shit. And so it's like there are a lot of, or if he wanted to like prove his dominance if you were you know, a, a guy, a musician. But so all the complication of it, it's fascinating. I just, man, on a pride day, when you talk about queer, like Prince is so fucking queer, whatever else he is. Um, I just, yeah, I'm in heaven. It's fun. <laughs> I'm so glad. Yeah. Um, all right. I think that's it. Uh, that's it. If you want to talk to us about all of these things, go watch Luca. Um, do do that. Sing in the Heights songs. Watch Central Park and um, tell us what you talk about it on your boring podcast. Oh my god, on your boring podcast. <laughs> um, get your drinky drinks out and tell us what's up. Uh, we are on Facebook. The next podcast, you can email us at motionnix at gmail. I am at Justin Hartung on Twitter. I'm at Fanny V Darling, and we are both at the next podcast on Twitter. We will talk to you next time. We will.